0: Hello and good
1: morning everybody. It is October 17th, 2022. Happy Hangouts and Headlines Monday, everyone. I am so happy to be with you all after a wonderful weekend of sporting events. I know, I know. My Michigan Wolverines are still undefeated, much to the chagrin of at least some of the people in this comment section right now. But it was a fun weekend. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you're having a great fall as we extend into the middle of October. I'm happy to be having this conversation with you all this morning because it means we're having another episode. And we've got a topic today that is a little bit sensitive. Um, So I want to warn folks, we're going to be talking about something that is all over the Internet right now. And it touches on some of the things that we have discussed in this space, not necessarily in Hangouts and Headlines, although partly that because we're going to be talking a little bit about Abuse and relationships, etc., but also in the gaming side of things, the virtual legality side of things. I'm actually going to bring up a video that I've done uh, about Amaranth and the hot tub meta in Twitch and some of the instances that are going to really be a problem potentially for Twitch and Amazon going forward into the future. So, as I said in my tweet about this and in the kind of uh, description of this video, we're going to have to put our sensitive hats on, right? We're going to have to treat this. Uh, with the sensitivity it deserves while also trying to use our critical thinking skills. Uh, And that's always kind of a a tough line to follow. But when we get there, uh, we'll talk about it. If you do have any kind of uh, emotional reactions to abuse stories or anything like that, I want to warn you of that in advance. Uh, And of course, like always, we'll tell you when we're going into headlines so you can skip out if that's just not what you want to talk about or, or something that you react well to. Outside of that, where are you all hanging out? What are you thinking about this Monday morning or Monday afternoon? If you're coming from parts to my East, uh, did you have a good weekend? Are you looking forward to a good week? I'm happy to chat and hang out with you all. I'm very excited. It's going to be a good day. Morning, Hoag fam, says Terry from a sleepy Monday chat. Ah, Good morning. It's going to be a good time. Thank you for bringing attention to this issue, Hoag, says G. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's funny. It's funny being on the internet as much as I am uh, and, and having a platform like this one, which I'm very, very happy about. And it is really a platform is only in existence because you all are are out there t- talking about these kinds of conversations, talking about this channel. And I'm so, so appreciative of that. Uh, but um, people find you, right? They say, oh my goodness, did you see this, Rick? Did you hear about this? Um, and I, I went and I looked at these videos that are at the heart of this um, this set of articles. Uh, And as I said, I had had some minimal interactions uh, with Amaranth because we had covered her in this space and she had left comments. And I I think she might have left DMs. I don't remember uh, precisely, but that I've had a few communications with her. And I think this kind of story uh, is the kind that we can use to talk about important stuff. Um, And I'm going to tell you, as a lawyer, we're going to look a little bit critically at some of the aspects of this just to kind of give context to it, not to at all discount What is happening or what the accusations are, et cetera. But um, it is, I think, an important discussion to have because this is, at least on the internet, a famous person, an internet famous person, like really top of her game, one of the absolute peak performers on Twitch. Um, and, And this is going to be a story not just yesterday, not just today, but probably for a little bit while in the future. And there are things that that don't just stop with her. They're going to go to Twitch. They're going to potentially go to Amazon. In the nature, in the context of a company in Twitch that is already signaling from the kind of corporate business perspective that they are on weak footing, right? We have talked in this space recently about the fact that they are basically cutting off the legs of their top earners uh, by getting rid of the 70-30 split in profit sharing, Uh, And so Twitch is already signaling to the world that there are issues with keeping its business model afloat. uh, And this is going to really put a spotlight on it, I think. And and that's, you know, I'm a business lawyer, right? Uh, And so that's the way I, I look at things. That's the way I'm going to analyze things. That is not intended in any way to be callous about what the actual accusations and emotionality that we see in, in the video. And I will link to a version of the full video that actually Rob found of, of Law & Lumber as we were discussing it last night. Uh, and if you're interested in this story, if you get to the end of this and say, well, Rick, you focused on this, but I wanted you to focus on this, uh, do know that Ian Runkel and Law and & Lumber are going to have a video later today um, that is already um, signposted, is already uh, flagged. They already have a, a thumbnail up um, that you can check out their conversation. And one or both of them might pop into this video. They have the link if they want it. Um, and so it's it's a tricky situation. I always want to treat these kinds of things with the sensitivity they deserve, but also to look at different angles of it. And that's what we'll do here. And that's what I think my colleagues on uh, YouTube are going to do as well. And Ian and, and Rob will have different takes on it. Ian, a criminal uh, lawyer, uh, criminal lawyer. Not Saul Goodman, Ian Runkle, not a criminal lawyer. Uh, criminal defense uh, kind of person, uh, Rob, of course, in in domestic law all the time, um, and so they'll they'll have a different angles than I do. Uh, so yes, I'm happy to bring attention to this issue. I think it's an important one, uh, but each and every person is going to have a different perspective on these kinds of things, and that's why we keep that reasonable minds can differ mantra so close uh, to us. What else we have here? Good. Oh, see, Streamyard man, Streamyard. Good morning, friends. Says Sue. Happy Monday fantastic stuff. Uh, I miss video games, says Katie Cotton. We talk video games from time to time. Actually, this is one of those that is the confluence of various stories uh, in this space. Hey, good morning, Uncivil Law. Good morning, Kurt. In the chat, say hi uh, to him. uh, I saw the name Amaranth and thought immediately about Amaranth the Grain. I don't know where these names come from, people. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing them right. In fact, I'm almost certain that I'm not. Uh, I am not, as you could probably tell, a, a, a Twitch viewer for the most part. I watch Easy Allies from time to time. It's a video game podcast crew. Uh, but I don't regularly have the time to just put Twitch on. <laughs> uh, so that's that's just that's just the way of things. Uh, but I hope if uh, if you do like Twitch that uh, you're paying attention to this story. Uh, because I do think it's going to have an effect on the company on the whole. Here's Dragonstar. Good morning from New Zealand. Just turned Tuesday here. I hope Monday was great. I always like to get those reports from New Zealand. Purple heart emoji. Awesome. Gina D. Good morning, Rick, from Boca Raton, Florida. Yellow heart. Blue heart. Coffee. That almost looks like a Michigan call out. Maize and blue. Victors. Champions of the West. I know we're not very West, but that's the lyric in the song. So what can I do? Morning from Western Pennsylvania. Morning all from Londo. Morning from Maryland. Good morning from Fayetteville, Fayetteville, probably Fayetteville. Good morning from Daytona Beach. I'll try not to just randomly mispronounce words as if neurons in my brains are firing kind of randomly. Good morning from rainy Netherlands. Is rainy good in the Netherlands? I like a rainy day. I don't know. Um, Britt with an early super chat. Morning all. Michigan still has a football team. Ah. I cannot remember when was the last time they won anything of significance like a national title. It was 1997, Britt. Sorry, could not help myself. I see as we approach the singularity that might be an undefeated game between Michigan and Ohio State in the November period, the Thanksgiving uh, weekend period, uh, we're just going to get more and more of these. It's going to get a little bit more feisty as these teams start to look like they're going to crash against each other. We'll see. Still a lot more hurdles on Michigan's side, at least a few more hurdles on Ohio State's side. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun fall, I think, as we careen into the end of the season. Hi, Rick. Hi, Chat says Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Good morning. Good morning from Germany, watching the replay of the Yankees versus the Guardians. Fourth game. I'm never going to get used to saying the Cleveland Guardians. Maybe I will. I don't know. I'm not a big Cleveland baseball fan, so it could go either way. Uh, oh, we already we, we've gone around the horn. We've gotten back to G. Yes, I'm happy to do that. Uh, what else we have going on here this morning? Anybody watch House of the Dragon last night? It was kind of interesting. Uh, Anybody watch anything else that they like? Watched a movie that uh, you might have seen me review on Twitter. Uh, watched it with my daughter. She really loved it, which was cool to see because my daughter is awesome, uh, but she's very you know she's very young teenager she doesn't like to show any particular stance on any particular thing lest she get a big head i guess um but she really liked the the movie we watched which was fall um and uh that was nice that was nice this friday uh it's a chugging coffee kind of day so sleepy who's your what now uh morning from coastal yorkshire from shireen coastal yorkshire well good morning Evening from Australia. Hi from sunny Switzerland. The Netherlands and Switzerland are having a fight about who's got the better weather right now. It sounds like Switzerland is leading the pack. Go Bucks from Aviation Fanatic. I'm going to make you start paying Super Chats for me to say that. (laughs) Uh, See, it's fun. It's fun. College football is just good fun. Little regional rivalries. Ohio, Michigan, cats and dogs. Whew. It's going to be fun. By the way, folks, Ohio State's going to be favored in that game, no matter how we roll in. So Ohio State's got a great team, Aviation Fanatic, a great team. Uh, Let's see here. Katie Cotton, hail to the victors, darn it. Very much a fan of the fight song. Go Tigers, though, with the faux French spelling of Go Tigers. I've always enjoyed that. It's a nice little touch from the LSU fans of the world. Good morning from Albuquerque. I love Fayetteville, North Carolina, Fort Bragg. I've actually, I think I've been in that area. I just, just completely mispronounced it because that's sometimes what it happens. OSU number two, go bucks. <laughs> it hurts. You know, it hurts. Uh, uh, Sycamore, I'm here for the content. That's cool. We're going to get to the content. Usually we do about a half hour hangouts. Then we get to the content. If You ever want to roll in at eight in the morning, Eastern time. I think, generally speaking, that's when we've been hitting that button. I can't make any promises because it's a loosey-goosey show. That's why we put the Hangouts first. Uh, but uh, that's generally what we've been doing in terms of timing. Uh, Snoopykin says, I've watched Lawyers and Dragons this morning from Saturday. If you didn't see it, Ian Runkle was our Game Master doing a dungeon that was a diversion for us that was actually created by other people that watch our channels. And we linked the video where they created the dungeon after we actually played it in that video. And you can check it out on Ian Runkle's Role of Law channel. It is such a cool idea that Ian did that. And I I could not be happier with how it went because (laughs) uh, behind the scenes, we were not ready. Everything was coming together very, very fast behind the scenes on that stuff. And we just rolled with it. Um, So uh, for the rest of my colleagues, especially, you can see how wonderful they are at improv and thinking on their feet and figuring things out on the fly. Uh, And that was just a really good episode uh, that I got to tell you, you know, running these things, having Lawyers and Dragons on my channel pretty much always feels nervous as heck before I hit that button to go live. But it was a great episode. I'm really excited about it. Really, really cool. Uh, CJ Drake started watching The Watcher on Netflix. So you're the one that watches The Watchers. No, everybody's already made that joke. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I stand chided. I stand chided. Uh, I did see a lot of articles about it. I have not checked it out myself yet. Olivia C with a morning super chat. Thank you, Olivia C. This is awesome. Good morning from Disney World. Wow, cool. On my way to celebrate my birthday at the Magic Kingdom. Replay crew later, but hope you all have a fantastic day. Cheers to drink emoji. I hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, Have a great birthday at Magic Kingdom. That sounds like a birthday my co-counsel would love. Um, So have a wonderful one for us and we'll see you on the replay. Uh, That just sounds like a really, really fun birthday. Kelly's catching up on Lawyers and Dragons this weekend. That's very cool. Uh, See, we've got Olivia happy birthdays. That's awesome. Yes, I love it when we can celebrate birthdays in this space. Morning from a soggy Sussex, UK, and just by saying the word Sussex, we have called Mr. Boozy at Bot Sentinel like the Candyman. Uh, so I apologize for that. I know I do know that that does happen. That is an actual true fact uh, on the internet. Uh let's see here. I beat the main story for Tohu Mistia's Ezekiah. I adored it. I don't think you need to know Tohu if you're willing to accept everyone as a yokai unless stated otherwise. Sardinisms, there are a lot of words there that I vaguely recognize, especially in the genres of video games that I play. I don't know that game. I don't know most of what you're saying, but I am glad that you did it, and I'm glad you shared it with us. Hi from Southern California, drinking a V8 energy refresher. You're going to need an energy refresher at 4.30 in the morning, so that's awesome tea. Uh, good afternoon from Milton Keynes in England. Good afternoon, England. Love to hear from it. Waven from Minnesota says Proxy Loxy which is a fun name fun fun pro file aviation fanatic paying the super chat for the go bucks. You didn't really have to do that but I appreciate it. Michigan has a good team too. That's very hard for an Ohio State fan to say by the way. When you hear us saying I say oh, Ohio State is a good team, they say Michigan is a good team. This, this is these are acts of will, intellectual fortitude that we actually have to work through. Uh, It will be a great game. Looking forward to November. I am too. It will be a fun game. Uh, And I know you're looking for payback. Uh, I'm here for Hogue, not the content. Well, now I'm just confused. We got people here for the content. We got people here for me. We probably have people for whatever game I just described and how that plays. Uh, We probably have people for that too. Hangouts in general. Uh, I am so happy to have all of you here. Already 550 people. It's 745 in the morning. 7.45 7.45 in the morning. That is crazy, folks. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate all the support the channel has seen over the past week, especially, but the past number of months. Um, and uh, it's it's really cool to be here uh, on on a Monday morning with y'all. Ardo says, I live in Kimi, 80 miles south of Santa. Kimi is a must-see as the worst town in Finland. You, you believe you will live in the worst town in your country. It's a bummer. Also, Finland has a town named Santa. Sounds fun. Do they do tourist stuff about Santa and Christmas? I have many questions, Ardo. Good morning from Missouri. I start my new job working in the library at my kid's school, and it's book fair week. That sounds awesome. Books are great, folks. And libraries are cool. Kids are cool. Kids at libraries for book fairs are cool. So if it's your first week at your job, congratulations and have a wonderful, wonderful time. Katie Cotton, Natalie the Mage, who was our guest star of our Lawyers and Dragons episode this Saturday, Natalie the Lawyer Chick, uh, with a cameo, or or more than a cameo, really, she led us uh, as a mage in the Lawyers and Dragons universe, was an amazing ringer. That's right. She lit up those zombies with giant wands of light and things. Very, very cool. Uh, Natalie did great, says Sue. I couldn't agree more. Kate says, I really enjoyed both the episode of Lawyers and Dragons and the behind scenes look over on Roll of Law. Yeah, Ian nailed it. I think he did a great, great job. Emma says, hi, Rick from Brisbane. Love your stuff. Thank you, Emma. That is a really nice thing to say. I'm very thankful for that. Suzanne, oh, wow. I have to watch that. I thought I had to finish Lawyers and Dragons first. No, you can go it in any order that you want. Still haven't watched season two because I have to watch season one again. I don't know what this is a reference to, but yeah, sometimes you got to get your refreshed recollection to use some lawyer terms uh, to get ready for a future season of a television show. David says, I'm also in Sussex. We said it three times, folks. That's it. Just, just wave to your bot Sentinel (laughs) betters Kelly with Nate's call, Nate, the lawyer's call of boozy Bucks. He's presently getting prepared to sue. Uh, Chris Boozy, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but we wish Nate all the luck in the world. Uh, Hilarious, good morning, home. Well, good morning, Hilarious. Third shift that's been catching up tonight. Curious if you could go over the difference between a covenant versus a condition a la bungee. Uh, yes, I can do it in short form. The biggest discussion and the bungee level between those two concepts is that in an intellectual property license, the question becomes if we put something that's a requirement in a contract, what happens if you breach it? And for certain of those things, if you breach it, then you are, lose the license and your use of the Bungie video game is immediately copyright infringing. And for other things in that contract, they're just deemed to be effectively transactional. Yes, you breached it, but you owe damages. You didn't lose the license. You don't suddenly become a federal criminal because you're not infringing. You keep the license to the intellectual property, but you owe Bungie money for some of those things. And so that's, that's kind of the difference between those two terms. The question becomes, uh, did Bungie write their license correctly enough to say, basically, everything that we say here is a requirement kills your intellectual property. We put it in black and white. That's usually enough for a court. Would it be enough in this particular instance? Hopefully that was helpful. uh, And thank you very much for the super chat. Oh, we got Sardinisms explaining what they were saying here. Okay. Uh, Toho project, long running series of bullet hell games. All right. So that's like Shooters. Um, this is a fan game restaurant sim. Izikaya is a type of Japanese eatery, yokai, Japanese monster. So I recognized yokai from Yokai Watch, which is like a little pe- uh, Pokemon type game where there's ghosts everywhere. Um, okay, so this was a uh, series of bullet hell games that you were playing regarding a Japanese eatery that featured yokai. All right, I appreciate it, sardanisms. I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Heather says she's a Bengals fan. I like the Bengals uniforms. They certainly had a very successful year last year. Uh, I was watching them. I can't actually remember whether they won their game. I was watching Red Zone channel yesterday with my dad, Um, but I don't know whether they actually won. Calista wants confirmation as well. Is there a Santa Finland? We all want that confirmation. Disney nerd 85. Good morning, Hogue family. Good morning, Disney nerd 85. I still love to see that Epcot ball Uh, every morning that you pop in. Very, very cool. Shireen watched House of the Dragon Predictable. See how the reaction goes in the week's finale next week. The thing I would say about the House of the Dragon episode is that it almost was suspenseful and energetic, and it just wound up being um, a little slow. I hope it's a prelude to a bigger finale. Uh, I had expected a little bit more from the sequence uh, that had happened in plot events in that show. Talking about currently ongoing shows without giving spoilers is a fun is a fun kind of trick. I like it in my, my lawyer brain to try to figure out how to talk about these things. I had expected something different from the immediately prior events. <laughs> uh, Calista Natalie became a D&D player the moment she realized she could blow up a table. It is awesome, right? One of the things I love about Lawyers and Dragons and Dungeons and Dragons in general is that everybody comes in thinking that there is some more specific rules that you have to know this and this and this and this to play it. And then sometime in the middle of realistically the first session, the first two hours of play that I've experienced with my colleagues, you get this kind of notion of like, oh, wait, I can just say what I want to do and then it's on you to figure it out. (laughs) And that is where the real fun begins, right? So yes, there's a moment in the episode this Saturday where Natalie says, "Uh, can I hit the table? It's like yeah, sure. Uh, and she goes, okay, great. And and then it's it's kind of all becoming. It lives in your imagination. She said the most wonderful thing at the end of that episode, which was that it's just I get to be an adult and have fun and use my imagination, uh, and that's that's what it's all about. Um, you know, we talk about a lot of serious stuff here, a lot of serious stuff, and I still am so so proud and happy to be bringing kind of gaming and imagination. And stuff that I don't think we should give up entirely uh, as adults uh, to m- these folks that I respect a, a whole de- great deal um, that are very, very smart, very, very intellectual uh, across the Internet. Uh, and it's it's really cool. Uh, and I'm really excited about doing that uh, for the foreseeable future for y'all. Uh, Arto says Santa lives in a Santa village in <clears throat> uh, Rovaniemi we like Kimi. It is the rest of the Finland that never liked the smell of paper mills and rabid communism. So it's apparently a communist paper making city in Finland. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. LOTR anyone? We did. Me and my daughter finished up rings of power this past weekend uh, without giving too much away. It is exactly as we have foreseen. (laughs) To quote a different entirely pop culture phenomenon. Um, And I think my biggest criticism will be that they thought themselves very clever uh, and they were not. And the issue with putting up a clever mystery box and building your entire series around it is if that mystery box really isn't that clever, it all falls apart in the end. Um, And so I I had fun with Rings of Power. If David is watching this, I know he'll pop in and tell me how bad Rings of Power is. I had fun with it. Uh, I had said prior to this that it was a CW show in terms of writing. It may be a little less than that. It might be a CW minus show uh, by the time you get to the end uh, sequence. But uh, it does have a lot of money put into it. I really like a lot of the music. I found myself actually humming like Galadriel's theme uh, the other day, and that's pretty cool. Uh, So I, I can't say you shouldn't watch it if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings and pop culture in general, but... It is a little hollow feeling, and there aren't a lot of great character arcs, and it's a little bit more of an encyclopedia that also has some entries that were written by a drunk monk at some point and don't match up with anything else that you know about the history of that world. So your mileage may vary, uh, but we did watch the finale over this past weekend. (laughs) Good morning, did we just summon Beetlejuice? No, Beetlejuice is entertaining. (laughs) Uh, Here's Kins with the link. You can see the link in the comments to uh, Ian and Rob. We're going to talk about this more specifically later today. Um, And so definitely check them out. T says, I love the introduction of Dungeons and Dragons to new players. I get to watch on Lawyers and Dragons. I've been playing for years, but watching new players join the hobby reminds me why. I love it. Hearts emoji. It reminds me of that too. It's great. It is absolutely great because I'm absolutely prepping Natalie at the beginning of that episode saying, this is going to feel weird. Plow through that and it's going to be awesome. And lo, it was so. Brett with another super chat. You are too generous, Brett. I really appreciate it. Amaranth story. I'm waiting for more info. Did we learn nothing from Amber Heard? We're gonna be talking about that from that perspective as well, Brett, today. I think it's very, very important to understand what you are seeing and understand that you are seeing something that is kind of one half of things that is presented for a specific purpose of some kind. And we'll talk about that a little bit while also kind of recognizing that what is alleged here and the reactions that you are seeing are very serious. Um, You know, this to me is what we talked about during Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. This to me is, you know, when you say believe women, it's you start out with, hey, this is a serious thing that needs to be looked at. Um, and we can comment on the fact that like, well, all right, it also went out as a Twitch video. Um, and there's certain aspects of this, that, that individual that did the clips took very specific parts of the conversation that, um, that skip important details. Um, and so, you know, we have to take that with the grain of salt as well. And then we can talk in headlines form. Like we do here that basically every article that I ever saw on this yesterday while I was researching for this hangouts just takes those clips, just bases their article on that Twitter thread and doesn't appear to either know of or go try to find the full video of this conversation. And one of the things that uh, my colleagues are fantastic at is finding stuff. So I am tweeting with Rob yesterday night and he's like, I'm going to go find the full video. I'm like, I don't know that it's archived, Rob. And about 40 minutes later, he comes to me with the full video at the most random YouTube channel. And I will link it after this in the description and I will show it. I will show it on uh, this video when we get to the headlines portion, but he's so excellent at it. And he rightly says, you know, we got to get full context here. And that full context isn't even going to come from the full video, but that, whenever you talk about these very, very serious things, you shouldn't be talking about them glibly or quickly or without personal reflection on what is happening to these other people. Um, and so, yes, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp, if if anybody learns anything about that, it's that behind closed doors, internal relationships are complicated and that you should wait for more of the, the stuff to come out before you make too, too strong of a, an adjudication one way or the other. That said, certainly what is presented by Amaranth is um, harrowing, right? Uh, But we need to know more. We definitely need to know more. Tiffany uh, Bernier, I don't want to watch this right now. I prefer watching when I wake at noon. A can of spilled Coke all over my pillow and mattress is changing my entire day. I'm sorry. If you have ever watched this show and spilled Coke on your pillow and mattress, I apologize for the earliness of this particular show. Uh, It works for me in my life. I like to have the kind of morning show vibe here, uh, and it allows me to run the firm uh, after we get done with these episodes. But I can certainly understand if you want to watch it in replay. That is more than fine with me. Please do come back and check it out. Here's Ari Jacob. Good morning from Vegas. I'm awake too early. Monkey emoji and... I actually don't get to see the other emoji in StreamYard. I apologize for that Eric. Good morning. I did see some of the stuff about your most recent case uh, with respect to uh, one of our favorite and most prominent journalists here in the Hangouts and Headlines area. So I will be definitely checking out that as it goes forward. Uh, thank you so much for the Super Chats. Very generous of you. Kestra42, I just read Fire and Blood. Didn't Don't think I'll be bothered watching uh, House of the Dragon, though. Not enough story there, in my opinion. Yeah, it's massively blown out uh, to do the show. And I think pretty effectively, I I, I have to recommend house of the dragon. It is not like the best thing ever, uh, but it is pretty darn good. Um, so I have to, I have to recommend it. Sarah H, what is the best video game to start kids on? I've never played, but my 10 and 12 year old chicklets are interested and have a switch. Hmm, what is the best video game to start kids on? Well, if they have a Switch, Mario Odyssey is the obvious choice. That's a 3D action platformer that has both uh, easy and difficult challenges to overcome in the wonderful Mario universe. So that's probably one that I would recommend. Pokemons are available on the Switch. Um, Thinking of other things that my girls absolutely adore. Uh, Stardew Valley is a game that gets a lot of play in the Hogue House, as well as Minecraft. So Minecraft, Stardew Valley, Mario Odyssey... Uh, And then if you have other genres that you want me to hit, let me know. I'm happy to help on that kind of stuff. I should have like a uh, a video game sommelier recommendation uh, show on this channel. I really should, because I love talking about it. Uh, What do you say to the rumor that Matt Smith is in the race for James Bond? That I don't consider Matt Smith to be traditionally a sexy type. So I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Um, but maybe Matt Smith is certainly gaining a certain amount of that rumoring from his portrayal of Damon in house of the dragon. Uh, I've never thought of him as a James Bond type, but maybe, I don't know. I I do think of him as a very gifted actor. And so maybe a very gifted actor can be any character. So I'll, I'll, I will definitely keep it open. I will keep it open. Uh, very predictable agreed, but my kids loved the twist, um, of, uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, well, twist, that mileage may vary depending on exactly how much in front of the showrunners you are. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad. Uh, Carrie says, CW minus is a good description. It's an okay watch. If you disconnect the idea of it being Lord of the Rings, I think you need to. Um, it is an okay watch. It's got nice music. It's got nice visuals. It is not at all like, it doesn't hurt you to watch. If you think about it too much, it kind of falls apart. But again, it's a bad robot kind of produced joint and everything that they have ever done has that problem. If you think about a bad robot production too much, it disappears. Um, And so, yeah. Jordan says, I think you were forgetting how bad CW writing is. Yeah, I I suppose I am. What I mean by CW minus is good CW show minus. So a little bit less, not like absolute tier trash tier level CW shows, (laughs) Um, but like a good one. uh, And then just a little bit less than that. So there you go. Uh, my, I have a friend who's in love with early Sauron from the Silmarillion and was even more offended than David by rings of power. <laughs> I've been taking the calling him sexy Sauron, but that's an entirely different conversation. <laughs> rings of power had my husband stumped laughing emoji, laughing emoji, eyes rolling emoji. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I thought it was pretty obvious from episode two, but I'm a weirdo. I'm willing to accept that. Uh, and then we're just going to scroll ahead a little bit here so we can talk about the headline at issue. topic says Kingdom Hearts is a good starter game at that age. That That is <sighs> – Kingdom Hearts goes in a very bad direction, in my opinion, uh, so I have trouble recommending it from the top. Uh, but, yes, Mickey Mouse, Kingdom Hearts, hitting things with the X button, not terribly difficult. I can get behind it, David. I just don't want them to get into the series on the whole. Mario Kart, Splatoon 3. You're right about Splatoon 3. We play a lot of Splatoon 3 in the house. Those are good choices as well. Uh, it hurt me to watch. <laughs> David, I wish you would have just streamed it. Not, not like copyright infringing where you're showing the show. I just would have liked to have seen a camera of your face sitting back in your chair uh, and just watching you, especially the middle of that finale. Especially the middle of that finale. I would have loved to just seen your face melt away. On watching that would have been good content. Uh, Matt Smith is a box office killer. Each movie he had, he was in has died at the box office. I don't really think that's his fault. That's why I think there's a winky emoji here at the end. Uh, but yes, he has not had a lot of luck. Certainly he's been in some bad terminators and, uh, a bad vampire movie. Okay. All right. We talked about Lord of the Rings. So we summoned David. David's always watching. David's always watching. Um, all right, let's talk about Amaranth. Now, if, if you folks aren't familiar with Amaranth, I don't necessarily blame you. Uh, but Amaranth is a massively successful, like I like millions of dollars per month successful. Uh, this is why you all think that you know I, I have a stream and I'm 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 super rich from all this. I am not. That uh, it's because of streamers like Amaranth that folks think that everybody that has a moderate presence online is making huge amounts of money. Amaranth. It makes so much money. She has mastered basically any meta, and uh, any of the kind of uh, SEO or other incentive structures that Twitch puts in front of her. Uh, and she has done it in a way that I'm going to be frank, some resent. Uh, and that way is primarily that she's really pretty. Um, and she's really pretty and otherwise has been using that prettiness to advance her Her subscription base uh, in a way that has caused both good conversations amongst people that originally went to Twitch to go watch video games being played uh, and bad conversations of the type that gets um, a little bit uncomfortable about whether or not women are allowed to be pretty or, or present themselves in a specific way. Now, I will also say Amaranth pushes the line on some of this stuff. You may have seen videos or clips or, or pictures of things like licking of microphones and whatnot. Amaranth is a part of that. In fact, she leads a lot of this stuff. And we'll talk about it a little bit towards the middle portion of this discussion of the headlines. But um, she also basically forced Twitch to create the hot tub meta, the, the tag on hot tubs. And we'll see exactly how she did that in a minute. But suffice it to say, she's very, very popular. She collects a lot of money, mostly thought of by people who observe uh, her success uh, as coming from men and young men that like to give pretty ladies money. Um, And she appears in provocative poses and settings and whatnot like that. And, And it's been a constant source of conversation amongst people that watch Twitch because it is at least slightly different content. Uh, than what originally brought people to it. And Amazon's been dealing with it and Twitch has been dealing with it, but she's very, very, very successful and has been presented to the world for the most part uh, before yesterday as a a single lady gaming and sitting in hot tubs and otherwise chatting with her many male admirers uh, because that's what she wants to do. And why this is a story is because she came out yesterday with a long form video that says that's not what she wanted to do, that she is being forced to do these kinds of things by a husband uh, that very few people knew existed uh, before yesterday. Uh, And I do want to point out here, because Rob did find it, um, that if you go to the YouTube channel, Stoner Reactions, which is not an intro that I ever thought I would say to a sentence, but if you go to that YouTube channel, you can actually find a recreation of the full phone call which is an hour and 40 minutes long. Now it's a very long phone call and you'll get on to all sorts of stuff. And I will tell you this in terms of trigger warnings or content warnings or, or anything else. From my perspective, third party speculation, it certainly looks like this video was put forward as a kind of preemptory strike as to what appears to be a dissolving marriage. And so with that as kind of the context, we have to take it uh, for what it's worth, which is we're only getting this particular side. We're getting this particular side on video. You do have microphones on the phone call uh, with her husband. And then you get into weird stuff, like at the end here, before it goes to, um, it's going to go into like a, uh, a, a blue box here is somebody comes into a room and asks her if she's taking her meds, right? And these kinds of things happen. It cuts off. I don't believe that she has streamed since then. So you have all of these various facts that you try to understand. Um, And we're not going to be able to fully understand it from here. Uh, And and journalists aren't going to be able to fully understand it without getting people on the record and interviews and actually doing investigative journalism, which they may or may not do. Certainly from the gaming side of thing, I don't expect it, but from the business side of things, perhaps. Um, And so you can go and check all this out. This story, unfortunately, as so many of the other stories, I think all of the other stories are instead pulling four specific clips from a Twitter thread, from a Twitter user by the name of hun 2 r or Guard Hunter here. Uh, And these ones specifically take sections of the video and talk about specifics. When I just showed you the video is an hour and 40 minutes long. I think these are collectively like maybe five minutes, uh, right? And that's the story that people are going on because, you know, it takes a lot of work to go through an hour and 40 minute kind of video and, and decide what you're going to report on, especially if you're trying to get those clicks. So that's about as cynical as I will be on this. Actually, I think Kotaku, uh, which I am sometimes uh, pretty animated against in the way they report on things, handles this well. You'll see this kind of framing um, throughout their report, uh, which I think is entirely necessary for this kind of stuff. Uh, right? We don't have what the internet might otherwise call receipts. We don't have that kind of proof of these things. Uh, And so it is the right way to report on this, as says. That does not mean you have to disbelieve her. It just means that all we have here from the outside is a very popular streamer who is very good at getting attention on these streams, putting forth a video, and the video doesn't have any kind of backing. There's no comments or anything else like that. It's, It's just her, and it's her talking to someone that may or may not know that they're being recorded honestly, which creates its own problems. Uh, this is understood, at least in terms of how it's described on the internet to be in Texas. Um, so we have some Texas law stuff that we'll be bringing up as well. But let's talk about what she actually alleges, because I think it's I think it's an important uh, piece of the puzzle here. Uh, and the why of it is going to come into how we interpret it. So Kotaku begins, streamer and content creator Caitlin Siragusa, aka Amaranth, has said on camera earlier today that she has been the subject of abuse, with her husband accused of making a series of manipulative threats against her. In a video streamed earlier today, Amaranth is seen speaking on the phone with a man she says is her husband, who can be heard initially denying Amaranth's claims that he has made threats to kill her dogs. The man later claims to have control over Amaranth's bank accounts. Now, this also shows you that this is just the clip's. Uh, that Kotaku is reacting to, because the sequence of events at the top of this video is unfortunate um, for understanding exactly what's happening. She doesn't get a threat to her dogs on tape. Uh, What she does is get her reaction. She says, you said you would kill my dogs if X, Y, Z. And a very angry male individual on the phone uh, is speaking in that cadence that is very loud and yelling over. It sounds like a, you know, confrontation and fight. And he says that she's lying about that. And then ultimately in the, about 10 minutes into that video, uh, says, I said that because you're emotionally frail and you forget everything else that has been said in a conversation. If I, if I say something that emotionally triggers you, um, which certainly sounds of abuse, uh, or, or sounds of a kind of abuse, but Um, again, we don't get the original threat. We don't get the original context. We just get this being recorded um, seemingly as Amaranth decides that she's going to tape this um, and gets all of the sound and things up while she's holding the phone up to her mouth. So that's that. Obviously, any threat to innocent creatures is a problem. A threat to do that to try to achieve a goal uh, is a separate problem. Uh, And then he does say he has control over the financials. And throughout this video, you get from Amaranth the notion that he has uh, two-factor authentication on all the pertinent accounts. I think it includes Patreon. And um, that he is is controlling those and and threatening to donate the money. Amaranth says her husband has been forcing her to stream at times against her wishes. And later shows a series of text messages where she is called some bad names. Right, And you can see that here in this fourth one of, you know, at bare minimum, if we're giving benefit of the doubt to the male in this equation, a spousal fight. Um, among other abusive threats like dumping her luggage off a hotel balcony and deleting her social media presence. The messages also show threats to blow $500,000 of Amaranth's money by donating it to a bird sanctuary. Her husband is also accused of coercing her to broadcast content like telling her to commit to the grind because it was a good financial opportunity and continue posting a high number of hot tub videos, even when she didn't want to, or driving her to engage in events like lengthy streams because he had made threats against her. Now here from a legal perspective uh, and from a kind of moral opprobrium uh, perspective, we have to be careful about conflation here, right? Because you know, a decent husband, decent spouse, decent boyfriend, decent girlfriend, whatever could say, Hey, look, you know, iron is hot. Uh, if you want to make the most out of this opportunity, you should commit to the grind. Even if it's, if it seems rough, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, honestly, um, you know, you can, if, if you had a, a fly on the wall, you'd hear co-counsel and I discussing, for instance, during the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, what should be done in terms of timing, how much should I commit to these various things? Uh, because that at the time was, you know, whatever, 15 hours a day, uh, you know, on, on another person's channel, on Alita's channel, on legal bites. Um, and so, you know, discussing whether that made sense, what the, whether the hiring was hot, starting up hangouts and headlines in addition to virtual legality. All these things a good relationship can have um, in terms of conversation and, and telling people hard truths is part of that relationship. But threatening, coercing, threatening dogs, all the stuff that is otherwise referenced here is a problem, is a problem. Uh, So what we've got in this situation now is we've got what appears to be a dissolving marriage brought to us without the proper context or without any of the background or without even the knowledge that this person was married until this video is made um, and asking the Internet to react to it. And I would caution everybody from reacting specifically to this until we know more, until we have more interviews, but also keeping your human sympathy and empathy, right? everything you see described here sounds like a person in real trauma, sounds like a person that is really in need of help. And we hope that they get the help that that they need. Uh, but in that context, we still have to keep, we still have to keep our critical thinking hat on. We still have to look at things and say, okay, let's, let's think about this. Let's take it with a grain of salt. Let's, let's try to understand the situation. And otherwise, if we can't understand the situation to understand that it's not, Necessarily, our business and to leave these people to hopefully get the help that they need behind closed doors. If they want to do it publicly, uh, that's fine. And and that's the kind of sensitivity that I'm asking for here, Um, right? You do not have to discount the stories that you're being told. These sound horrible, horrible, but you also don't have to just jump into the situation. Certainly, as was brought up in the comments before with respect to other topics, other relationships we've seen and, and, and understand that we don't know, we don't know the whole picture. Um, and that's, that's the truth of the situation. And I know folks don't necessarily like it when lawyers say, I don't know, we need to withhold judgment on something, but that to me is actually the real, the, the, the real version of treating people right on this stuff, respecting them and saying, yes, absolutely. That sounds horrible. Let's, let's consider that. Let's look into that while also treating everybody with dignity and understanding that we're only seeing one side of the picture. We're only seeing one side of the picture. So on Kotaku's side, despite having been a prominent public figure for years now, this is the first time Amaranth has publicly discussed her marriage, though she has in the past denied rumors about the subject. And this is actually an interesting link here that Kotaku sends us to a article on a website called Sports Kedia where there were claims that she got married in 2015 and various other things that at least in respect of what we now know seems to have been a bit of a um, subterfuge, right? A bit of a smokescreen that this was in fact the case because even though it sounds god-awful about streaming because of the business model and things like that, her being single was a part of her business model. Uh, And you can criticize uh, the the people that donate to her on that premise, because, you know, there is this kind of parasocial relationship between streamers uh, and, and, and putting money in things like Super Chats. I think Twitch calls them something different. Uh, but um, that criticism, I, I think, is a little bit uh, unjustified. Obviously, obviously, folks that are giving money to an Amaranth or to a Pokemon or, or anybody else on Twitch, I think fundamentally understand uh, that they aren't uh, they aren't giving money in the hopes of having a date or something more with these people. But certainly the streamers themselves kind of leave themselves open to kind of relationships in a way that encourages that. And, and I think that you've gotten a lot of reactions from some maybe not so great corners of the internet that basically say that this was effectively a, con- a contract fraud, um, which one, from a legal perspective, I just don't think would hold any water. Uh, but two, it's just not a great look when you're faced with, this kind of stuff. Um, so don't do that. (laughs) If you've donated to Amaranth, don't suddenly go out online and say, you know, I was cheated out of my money. Uh, you, you, you got what you paid for uh, on that, which is your name on the stream and and things like that. Uh, and I, I think that's where you get most of these journalists kind of reacting to the ugliness on the internet with these things. Uh, so again, it's just a very complicated topic. And on the one hand, From this side of the screen, from the third-party perspective, who's not in this relationship, uh, it feels a little bit like we just can't have enough information. And it just spirals into these various conversations about people, about why they donate to streamers, about what streamers owe for that donation, about spousal pressure and duress and threats. Uh, And it's just a very ugly situation that, unfortunately for Twitch, is happening at their highest levels. Uh, their highest streaming echelons. Amaranth is just one of the absolute money makers, both for Twitch and for herself. Uh, and this is not a good day for Twitch or Amazon, regardless of how one feels about the Rings of Power. <clears throat> she said earlier today that this was because of what her husband said were commercial reasons, as he felt that were she to reveal that she was married, it would ruin the business model. Now, I don't think he's wrong there. That makes me a little icky to say. You want me to tell them I'm single, she says at one point. It's about to be true, you piece of, you know, expletive on this kind of stuff. And again, it's it's all a part of why does this video get created? Why does it get created right now? <clears throat> and it certainly seems to be part of what, uh, what looks like a pending divorce. And then you have to ask, is this evidence for that divorce? I can't say. Amaranth also says in the video that her husband has seen a therapist for his behavior, which was labeled a form of psychological abuse, and that she has been living in what is essentially a fancy prison. Uh, while the footage is not available on Amaranth's Twitch page, that's right, you have to go to Stoner Reactions. Uh, which bans uh, this Twitter thread by Hunter, which bans four videos, covers most of the allegations. It, it does not. One of the one of the things that happens in the video that you will see is there is clearly also a. Um, a bedroom component and uh, extra partners in the bedroom component uh, that is uh, seeming to be at the crux of this from the male side of things. It appears to be what led to the conversation in the first place, at least at the top of the video. Uh, And so uh, there is that component as well. I think that's kind of at least worth understanding in this relationship. Um, not that we're going to go into it in any depthfulness there, uh, but when you do break down an hour plus video into four minutes or five minutes of coverage, you're not going to get a complete story. Um, and, you know, like I said, Rob's the best at finding things. He found it on a channel that has 1.39 thousand subscribers. Uh, and so, you know, have a Rob on your team, folks. The man's identity is never disclosed in the video. We've contacted Twitch for comment. What will Twitch's comment be on this? We don't speak on the personal lives of our streamers? Probably, We be my guess. Something along those lines. And we'll update if we hear back. Um, and then there you go. You've got comments from Kotaku, which we're not going to go into. And then if you're thinking, well, Rick, that's just Kotaku. It really did hit everywhere. Here's Yahoo News from Business Insider. <clears throat> living in a fancy prison. Talks about the clips again. Really, based only on the clips, the four clips from that particular Twitter thread. Amaranth, whose real name is Caitlin Siracusa, regularly streams on Twitch, either playing video games or sitting in front of the camera and chatting with her audience, sometimes in a hot tub, of 5.9 million followers. We're on our way, folks, here on the Hoglaw YouTube channel, just shy of 5.9 million subscribers. She is also one of the top creators on OnlyFans, which has also presented itself in some kind of... Uh, judgy, interesting ways on the internet. And in July revealed that she makes as much as $1.5 million per month from the site. And this goes on, brings up that those clips from that Twitter thread. It talks about some of her friends on Twitch seeking to go and get welfare checks from the local law enforcement, not finding out anything about her. She hasn't streamed since this. And I think a, a lot of folks are justifiably worried about her based on the end of that video and just kind of cutting off uh, in mid sentence, uh, but this is getting everywhere, and so I wanted to talk about it. And I want to talk about this now, understanding that there are obviously more important things in this story about this potentially dissolving relationship and what has happened behind the scenes. But I do want to talk about it as I am most equipped to do from the business side. Uh, and this is this is Twitch, right? So you see here, May 21st, 2021. So a little bit more than a year ago, they say, "Let's talk about hot tub streams," and this was. All, all because of Amaranth. Amaranth in May of 2021, three days before this post, puts out a tweet that says, yesterday I was informed that Twitch is indefinitely suspended advertising on my channel. Twitch didn't reach out in any way whatsoever. I had to initiate the conversation after noticing without any prior warning, all the ads revenue had disappeared from my channel analytics. And we did a video on this. We called it uh, something that is not popping up anymore. Oh, well. Uh, We called it hot tub fine machine because they were taking the money from the hot tub streams that Amaranth and some of the people that kind of followed on from her were conducting. So Twitch responds with a long form blog post. Much of the conversation they say have seen has focused on the people who are streaming this and similar content where you sit in hot tubs, including assumptions about their motivations and intentions. And we want to make a few things very clear, says Twitch. First and foremost, no one deserves to be harassed for the content they choose to stream, how they look or who they are. And we will take action against anyone who perpetuates this kind of toxicity on our service. Second, while we have guidelines about sexually suggestive content, it's generally forbidden. Being found to be sexy by others is not against our rules. And Twitch will not take enforcement action against women or anyone on our service for their perceived attractiveness. Which is fine. I think that's a great response in a vacuum, right? What we're talking about in this particular situation is there's a pretty girl that's playing a video game and that's fine. You should not have any problem being a pretty girl uh, playing a video game, the question is, what do you do when that pretty girl goes further, right? How our policies apply. There has been confusion around whether streams from hot tubs are permissible under our current policies, and we understand why our rules as written have contributed to that confusion. Under our current nudity and attire and sexually suggestive content policies, streamers may appear in swimwear in contextually appropriate situations. So understand what happened here is that Twitch said, okay, you can stream from the beach in a bikini because you're on the beach. And so their policy was actually written to say, hey, if you're on the beach, if you're in a hot tub, you can stream with uh, with beachwear on, very suggestive bikinis. And so one of the things that these streamers, again, brilliant in terms of marketing, figured out was, okay, we'll inflate a hot tub in our studio and I will sit in the hot tub and play games or lick microphones or do whatever. And we are following the letter of Twitch's law. And Twitch said, yep, okay, we yield, not only because that was a nice loophole from a legal perspective, but also because they're making a ton of money, right? Twitch makes money when its streamers make money. Now it makes more money because it said, hey, those 70-30 deals are too expensive for us because, hey, we're only Amazon and can't figure out how to sell ads properly on our channel. So they make money when you make money. And so they said, instead of, that seems like a violation, you're tricky, that was good, that was smart, that doesn't deserve anything right now. But, well that isn't exactly what we had intended. Nope, instead, they said, you're right, let's add tags. Community and advertiser feedback made clear that we need to offer more ways to control the content that's recommended as well as where ads appear. So we're introducing a new category, pools, hot tubs, and beaches. If you've chosen swimwear that is allowed under the swim and beaches contextual exception to our standard duty and entire policy, you should stream into the pools, hot tubs, and beaches category. So what they did was they said, because realistically of Amaranth, that we are going to make a tab for you to go and be in a bikini in a hot tub. Now, if you go on Twitch on any given day, you'll see a ton of those streams. But the real tricky part for Twitch in this story is when you have claims from Amaranth that said, my husband made me do hot tub streams, because now you start to look really bad. You start to look really icky because now you have effectively been a part of this person's oppression if indeed everything is as happening as we are told. And we're going to assume that it is for purposes of this conversation, understanding that everything needs to be taken with a grain of salt in this particular context. So that's what Twitch is dealing with. And Twitch is already, at least by all outward appearances on thin ice, that they're changing their numbers. They can't make their macroeconomics work. They can't figure out how to make the Twitch company work. And Amazon might just cut them loose at some point in time. Now, finally, what I wanted to talk about as part of this story, was the kind of legal question. Some folks said, are there any crimes that could come up here? The answer is yes, uh, but it gets very complicated. So if we assume everything that she says is right, chances are you find yourself in Texas in the penal code on theft. And that might not sound right, right? Rick, what are you talking about? you talk about theft. That doesn't make any sense. What what is being stolen here? And the answer is Texas did an interesting thing. uh, And you can see in their section 31.02 of their penal code here, that they combined all of their theft-adjacent crimes. Theft is defined in Section 31.03, constitutes a single offense superseding the separate offenses previously known as theft. Theft by false pretext, lying to get something done, conversion by a bailey, theft from the person, shoplifting, acquisition of property by threat, ding, 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 swindling, swindling by worthless check, embezzlement, extortion, there's a second ding, 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 receiving or concealing embezzled property, and receiving or concealing stolen property. And Texas then just makes a very broad pronouncement of what theft is. You are stealing stuff if you unlawfully appropriate property without the owner's effective consent. When do we lose effective consent? You don't have effective consent if somebody accedes to something induced by deception or or coercion. So that's kind of the legal framework here, which is to say, okay, if you threaten to kill my dogs, if I don't get in a hot tub stream, and that's not what happened, specifically in this video, but if you imagine that that is, well, then that is potentially the theft of services. You're making somebody do something for you that otherwise they wouldn't do. And Texas talks about theft of service as well. And that's that's the kind of thing that you get into. But it's also the kind of thing that, again, if you're going into a divorce or domestic proceeding of some other kind, you might want to prove on camera. Uh, and so it's, it's a real, real mess. And it's worth talking about because from the Twitch perspective, right, it was always something a little bit skeevy about the hot tub concept and about what they were allowing. And if you start to add in a notion of, uh, you know, spouses or significant others pressuring people to participate in this kind of content on this kind of service that is fomented by a multinational billion-dollar corporation. You really start to have issues with the economics, with the business sense, and with what's appropriate. And so I think Twitch is going to have to be really careful about what it says here. I think Amazon might be called to say something. Hell, I think Jeff Bezos might be called to say something on these various topics. And I I think the shame of it is this is a very real conversation that needs to happen. But to the extent that you actually have these giant businesses involved in it, that's going to be where the rubber hits the road in some very important ways. Uh, in my opinion. So that's why I wanted to talk about this. I think there's a lot to talk about. Um, I I don't want to get into the specifics about what you believe or what you don't believe about her or him or anything else, because I'm just going to be honest here. I do not think we have enough facts to know. I don't think we have enough arrows in our quiver, whatever other metaphor you want to use. So my recommendation to everybody that's listening here, almost a thousand of you now, is that you need to stay on the outside and consider things as they happen with respect to this. I understand that this is an emotionally charged set of events. And anytime you see somebody you know that, that looks like this and is crying on stream and, and looks devastated, I, I can't speak to you. I don't for me, you know, you want to give them a hug and you want to make them feel better. But we have to understand we don't know what we don't know. Um, and so that's a part of this story as well. And Twitch and Amazon are in a real pickle on this kind of stuff. It happened over a weekend. They don't want to talk about this at all. They might make the election to not talk about it. I don't know if that's an option for them. What do you all think about this? Do you watch Amaranth? Do you watch Twitch? Do you watch streamers in the hot tub, bikini meta, the ASMR sections of those sites? Anything like that? This is a difficult conversation for I know a lot of people what are your opinions? That's why we have the Hangouts as part of the headlines. Let me know. I did see a bunch of Super Chats come in. I'm going to go grab those um, to, to make sure that we talk about those. Thank you very much for the generosity, folks that did do Super Chats on that. Um, but we'll do those first, and then we'll we'll talk on, on this. So if you want to save your comment until we're done doing Super Chats, uh, absolutely feel free to do that. So I think we've got them all grabbed right now, but I always like to try to make sure. Uh, And let's talk about a few of them. Here's Tiffany. Uh, Little life break where I get up when I want. This is not forever. Just enjoy the sleep and every chance I get. Do enjoy the sleep. Soon I'll be starting my day in the ER with you. I'm typing this to avoid rings talk. Okay, so first of all, there's like 14 ideas in this and I love it. Uh, So I absolutely understand getting all the sleep you can when you can get it. Do that. Definitely. Uh, Soon I'll be starting my day in the ER with you. Hopefully on the working side and not the actually admitted side. Uh, So congratulations to you, I think. And then I love, you just don't want to talk about Rings of Power. I respect it. We won't talk about Rings of Power because we don't want to make David cry. Thank you so much for the super chat. Vincent says, dude with a giant gaping hole in his torso flops around limply on a sprinting horse for six days without rest and it is fine. The show ain't good, kids. Don't know what show you're talking about. We just said we're not talking about that show. (laughs) Thank you so much for the super chat, Vincent. Brett, contract fraud between her and her followers? No followers. She was playing a role and you were paying her for it. Streaming is theater, nothing more. It is not about a personal connection. I'm not, I, I feel like I should take offense to that, but hmm. no, no offense taken. Um. Yes, you do see, again, these are the ugly parts of the internet, right? Certainly, if you are a subscriber of mine or otherwise like my content, you've seen some of the ugly parts of the internet over the past little while. And that ugly part of the internet is even more so when you've got 5 million sub-odd subscribers, you're making a huge fortune um, and you were led to believe that the person was signal, and for some reason, I don't know you did, in fact donate because you thought that that would get a date. I have no idea. Uh, but suffice it to say, no, I don't think it is. what what they want to put it in is if we go and we we go back and we look at those Texas penal codes, you know, there's a notion of essentially theft by deception. And what they want to say is that it was a it was a critical component of the contractual relationship, the donative relationship, that you were single and in some multiverse uh, could have possibly uh, dated me or something along those lines. And the answer to that is no. There's there's no even implied understanding of that when you make that kind of donation on a Twitch. So it's a loser. It's a loser argument. It, depending on how it's framed and the arguments on the internet, it might be a loser person making it. But when you're talking about these things, it is important to at least mention that those are the kinds of arguments that are going on out there because that's one of the ways that these people in the journalistic side are talking about it uh, is how how evil and bad her actual followers and subscribers are. And to some extent that's out there. Um, there's always bad folks in any given community uh, in, on the internet. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right, Britt. It, it, parasocial is one of those words that I think is going to keep coming up because it does talk to the relationship people have with the folks that they follow online. And, and God, we're, we're meta like three levels in, right? Because you are literally watching a streamer and me talk about this topic right now. Uh, so I think it is important to understand that, yeah, there, there isn't that kind of contractual relationship and you don't ever know exactly what's going on behind the scenes, although me and co counselor are pretty open mostly <laughs> about what we're doing. Um, and yes, co-counsel, I'm married. Um, and so I, I do think... I do think it's an important conversation. It's going to become more important as we go on, not just from Amaranth and husband, but also Amaranth and subscribers, and then also Twitch and Amaranth and Twitch and subscribers. Uh, There's a whole number of aspects of this that I think are going to get pretty ugly uh, on these kinds of topics pretty soon. Thank you for the super chat, Britt. Chase, one major issue with her, though, is that she used Twitch to funnel people to her OnlyFans site where she's promoting hardcore videos. I literally have no idea what's on that OnlyFans site. Certainly Certainly OnlyFans is known for that. Um, And that is a particular conceptual problem as well, Um, right? In that Twitch and Amazon not only helped kind of permit and make more popular things like Hot Tube meta and the other things that are going on uh, with a streamer like Amaranth, but Amaranth then used that to go into a different direction that was potentially even more damaging in her relationship. So again, from the perspective of Twitch, it's a bad day. To figure out exactly what they're going to say about this. And I I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what Twitch is going to say because, you know, we talk about crisis communications. We talk about public relations. At some level, I want to say, you know, you should just say we don't talk about the personal lives of our streamers. On the other, you're going to start getting a significant amount of criticism for effectively creating a place where more avenues of duress and threat and coercion can be used against a significant other uh, because of what you are what you are doing should does that blame properly fall on them i don't know that that's the case but we don't live in a perfect world where blame is only put upon those that deserve it you also have to react as a company or even an individual in a situation where people are going to think what they're going to think and certain people are going to think real bad thoughts about twitch and potentially amazon on this and you're going to have to figure out how you're going to deal with it so Thank you, Chase. I appreciate the super chat, Britt. Again, Britt, you are so generous. Thank you so much. People may be taking my "I want proof" is equivalent to "I do not believe her." I think that is the trick, and I'm not saying you know you got to show up with uh, documented, notarized evidence of this kind of thing. I I I'm fully willing to say you this deserves uh, a closer look, um, but we can't just take things at face value. I'm not saying what is true or not true. I'm saying I want proof. Her claims on a stream are not proof. Their claims on a stream. They are. And like I said, I think even Kotaku, which often jumps the gun on things, knows this. That's why you get so many, she says, she says, she says. They even describe, I believe, the male on the phone as somebody she claims is her husband, right? So they understand. They're in streamer land. Streamer land is an often mercurial, weird land of, of truths and half-truths and whatnot um, to either the benefit of the streamer or otherwise. Uh, And so I think Kotaku understands there's a certain theatricality even in this performance, right? Even in this video, there is a certain amount of I'm on camera and I'm performing the camera. And that is not to take away from what's alleged or the stories behind this. But you can feel that when you watch this. Obviously, the camera was turned on for this. That's its own decision at the start. Um, And so it becomes a problem. Because you see this kind of situation. You don't want to be the unsensitive person. You don't want to be the person that just dismisses this. I am not dismissing it. But you do look at it and say there's a lot of other context going into a discussion like this. Uh, And we would need more before anybody jumps to any guns. I would always recommend nobody jumps to any guns. Uh, But we will see how the internet reacts as this goes forward. Because this was pretty late breaking yesterday. Daniel, important to note that the original video was a live stream. Yes, it is. Certainly. I'm sorry. If you can't tell from the indicia of all of this, uh, like on on the actual videos, uh, which I'm pointing to that you're not looking at because I don't have the screen up. Um, This kind of stuff in the corner, uh, this is a Twitch stream, this is live. Uh, This is the kind of thing, you know, she's collecting subs, you see her get donations as this goes on, um, which is its own kind of, okay, wildness. And and so, yes, it is, you see here, just donated $5. She has a little gift that plays uh, when that happens. Uh, that's its own kind of thing, but it is important to note that because, yes, this is a this is separate kind of copy of things on on the YouTube site, certainly. Uh, the Heathers, do not worry, Rick. I know you are married. Crying emoji, heart emoji, stars in your eyes, emojis, wink emoji, laughing emoji, game controller emoji. Uh, thank you, The Heathers. Yes, folks, I am married. Uh, you might know that from the person that often pops into chat named Mrs. Hoaglaw. Really didn't try to hide this one, folks, or were really bad at it. Either way, I'm most definitely married, you know, spoken for. I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's a bummer to so many of you, (laughs) Um, but uh, let's see. I want to make sure that we get back to the place where we were Uh, important to note, it's a live stream. Yes, I am married. And now we can talk a little bit more with uh, everybody else. Okay. Oh no, we have more, we have more super chats. You guys have a lot to say on this stuff. I really appreciate it. Um, Let's get to these. Let's make sure we don't miss any. Um, oh no, that was, that was one that we covered. Sorry. Um, so for whatever reason, StreamYard popped me back in time. Sometimes this happens. The technology is not perfect. Daniel says, I've never watched your content, but as a former prosecutor, none of what she's describing is anything I haven't seen before. It's all credible from a yup. This happens a lot. I, I, I concur Daniel. Uh, the stuff that she's talking about, which is primarily financial control and, uh, angry threats against things of, um, emotional value to you, are definitely when you, when you want to hurt someone, that's the kind of things that you hear people who want to hurt someone say and do. Um, and certainly that you know, the, everybody's accounts are in one person's name. That makes a lot of sense. If there's a lot of trust and it's a solid relationship. And then when that dissolves, uh, it becomes a problem. Um, certainly. Uh, so thank you for that super chat, Daniel. I agree with that. I don't know why that one got skipped before. So I apologize there. Uh, testimony is evidence though from Daniel. Yes. No, I, You don't have to discount that she is saying this to you, uh, but you can evaluate it just like a, I mean, just like a jury would, or just like anybody would when they're evaluating somebody saying thing directly to you. Uh, So I I think it's, I think it's important for people to say, look, I've been down the primrose path before. I want to understand it better. I don't know that you ever will, um, because I don't know where this is going to proceed to, but I can, as a lawyer, at least point out and say, what we've got here is a very tumultuous kind of conversation of the kind that is very often associated uh, with a dissolving relationship. And that is, in and of itself, something that is going to say, if you're on the outside looking in, you got to be cautious with what it is that you're looking at, because it's not going to be exactly what it appears to be on the outside. And I think that's fair, while still saying, wow, that sounds awful. And we should treat that with the seriousness that it deserves. Um Papa Rick says, "Actually, her OnlyFans doesn't even have nudity. I know this because that was apparently a common complaint from guys who bought in." It's pretty defensive, Papa Rick. I'm just joking. I am just joking. No, I, I you know, that one is one that I have literally no eyes on. Um, so while OnlyFans is known for that escalating the content, as it were, um, I, you doesn't have to. Um, and like I said at the top, I think. However, you might feel about Amaranth or this story or putting this on video or how people are treating it or how their followers are treating it. One thing that you should say is that in terms of making money on these platforms, she's a genius. Okay. Like she, she, she got in there. She figured out how to make money at a very high level. You don't have to like how she's doing it. We can have that discussion in a different context at a different time, but, but she's a genius at figuring anything, these things out. And it wouldn't surprise me if she kicked over to only fans and basically gave nothing more than she otherwise was giving. Because how would you even know? Um, and so I, I, that's, that's the kind of thing that I think a, a very smart marketing person could do. Uh, and I think she's a very smart marketing person. just um, Scrolling along a little bit more. A lot of comments here. So I apologize for the pauses. Northwatch, things like this always reminds me that you never know what is happening in someone's personal life, no matter how they are perceived outwards. Absolutely true. Uh, and especially for someone with a public presence. So a streamer comes on in a show, I'll tell you this, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll just break it down. I will tell you that there have certainly been days where before the stream, I'm something like this. All right, it's 7, 7.25 in the morning. We're gonna do this, it's gonna be great. We're gonna figure it out. And I'm otherwise just absolutely dead or upset about something else, um, or a client is really angry about something, who knows? And then, you know, I, I, I put on that intro and then by the time I'm going, it's hello and good morning. And then I get myself into that zone because that's that's who I am at a fundamental level. But you know that 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 disconnect is sometimes funny. Sometimes I think about it in my head and go, because you're you're you are, you're having a show, you're talking with your audience in hopefully a pleasant way. And nobody wants to wake up on their morning and come out to hang out to deadlines and be like, hey, it's another day, another dollar. How are you doing? It's just great. Yeah glad you're here. It's great to be here. It's just a great, it's a great time. Does anything not suck for you? You know, I mean, those kinds of conversations, who, who's coming to that channel? I guess, suppose you could have a very specific niche audience that is just like, I just want to see a depressing person be depressed or upset or angry or whatever mood really floats your boat in the world of YouTube. Um, and so there is that kind of disconnect between, you know, putting the show on and what's happening immediately outside the show. And I, and I, I think that's fine. That's how people are. Um, but yeah. Old Possum, huh? We used to laugh at my mom because she could be yelling at us. And when the phone rang, she would answer with the most pleasant hello. Right? Like, <laughs> because I said so. Hi, Hogue residents. <laughs> Hoback says, I don't know. I do kind of want to see low energy hogue before. Uh, uh, hogue, low energy hogue now. Uh happy crying emoji. I'm sure co-counsel can share stories. <laughs> Mrs. O'Glaw. i you do not can confirm. I'm, I'm I'm taking stray bullets here. My goodness. Ah, whew. whew. The hazards, it takes more energy to be upset or depressed than it does to be happy. I probably that might be true. That might be true. Mostly I'm talking about pre-show. It actually being 7.30 in the morning for me as well. And sometimes not getting the sleep I wanted or having a slight headache and just being like, oh my God, I have a show. Um, so hopefully that doesn't come across too much uh, when we uh, when we do our shows here. It's not very often. Uh, so if you want to go back in time and look through the archives and try to figure out when I was having a bad day before I started the show, you're more welcome to it. Uh, I like Quirk Kitty here. Customer service voice activate. Yes. Hello. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Jess says, I joke and call it my customer service voice for my years working retail while going to school. Yep. Yep. It's a retail voice. I worked retail as well. I know that voice. Uh, yes. Uh, electronics boutique, for those of you that are asking. Um, uh, Plutot Creaver. Well, people prefer YouTube to television for that reason, though. No professional McDonald's smile mood. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. I'm not deceiving you like this. Just sometimes, as I think, you know, in your real life, you can modulate exactly how much energy you're going to expend on any given thing. And sometimes you just got a lot going on. Um, And so you have to take that into account uh, when we do these things. But no, this is, this is me. You don't have to worry about that. Rusty Robot says, I will buy a membership for Grumpy Rick. I mean, how long? If you, your membership here, I, you know, I can, I can be grumpy for 30 seconds, 60 seconds. I I don't know if that works for everybody else. Um, But uh, you know, as long as we're negotiating price, you know, maybe a couple gifted memberships. I'm just, just joking, rusty robots. <laughs> uh, aviation fanatic says, "Hey, it actually takes a lot of energy to be happy when you're not feeling it." You know, it it to me, it takes a will to go forward and do that. But for the most part, I'm mostly happy, um, and I'm an optimistic person, even when I'm not happy. Um, so that's pretty easy to do, and I like you all. Comments are fun, so those kinds of things are great. We seem to have gotten off topic here. We're talking a lot about me um, and 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 happiness, musical soup. I love your cheer. Daydreaming, Pixie, hi, finally caught alive after a few weeks due to work. I hope we're not wrapping up. <laughs> 10 minutes or so, probably. Going to have to read back on the chat. Seems like a serious one. It is. Love to Hoag and the co-counsel. Absolutely. Love you, co-counsel. Carrie says, love Mrs. Hogue. She's the right amount of kind and the right amount of sass. <laughs> She's sassy. Um, insightful Rhino says, I don't have any sympathy for Amaranth as the main reason a lot of people heard of her was her ignoring the terms of service and getting banned multiple times for it. She did get a lot of bans. For ASMR, and she lost her advertising money for what we saw was like the hot tubs and the bikinis. Uber is not a role model to follow. Well, I mean, so you're saying that like Uber, she's a disruptive force on the platform um, that has caused platform the platform to change its stripes in in many ways. I don't know if I would come down as harshly as as forcing a change. Uh, that's on the platform deciding what it wants to do. It had its terms of service, like I said. You know, I think the inflating a hot tub and sitting there in a bikini is. Um, at some levels ingenious. As a lawyer, right, one of the things, especially a contract lawyer, one of the things we respect or at least say, huh, a good job is taking a look at a terms of service or a contract or a legal document or a statute and saying, oh, okay, so that still allows me to do this, right? It says, I can wear this kind of stuff if I'm in an appropriate place, including a hot tub. Let's inflate a hot tub. I respect that kind of ingenuity, right? I, I do. Um, and so at that point, Twitch has a, has a choice. Says, oh, We didn't really mean that. You have to be in a legitimate hot tub or whatever. You don't want to have that fight either because people have hot tubs at their home. So it's like, okay. Um, And so you just say, all right, we yield. You're going to make us a lot of money. And and that's a choice that they made. It's a choice that I think they're going to be reflecting on and people are going to be reflecting on for them in the very near future. And and that goes with hot tubs and OnlyFans kickers and ASMR and all this stuff because she was pushing the line. And if she was pushing the line because she was being forced to... (sighs) That's a bad day in corporate America. Right. I mean, like the corporation, Twitch, Amazon uh, is dealing with stuff they are not equipped to deal with in terms of these topics. And that's that's not what you want to be in. Uh, Jay uh, Daly. What about the legal argument he made about suing her over her OnlyFans because his body parts are in her videos and he didn't sign a release, even though she claims he produced them? Look, again, everything that you are seeing in this video is angry people talking about things that are dissolving of trust in a relationship. Um, So from a legal perspective, in general, the producer of a video has the copyright to it more than the subjects do. You get into all sorts of fights about that, and it would be a ugly fight. So one thing I would recommend on a question like that. You see if you can't ask it to Rob, who does domestic family law as his line of work when he and Ian have their video later today, Um, because from a business perspective, okay, copyright probably attaches to whoever kind of was running the camera, setting the camera, setting those kinds of things. But it gets real dicey, especially if we start incorporating things like nudity, because then you have the kind of revenge statutes that are in there and all these things overlap in a way that is discomforting, even when everything else is known. You throw that into a kind of divorce cloud, and you've got just enormous problems with either proofs or what happened or whose rights or whose. <clears throat> um, Aaron says, "I do think you can fake it till you make it into a better mood, though." Yeah, even the days when I'm not when I'm not there at 7:20, um, then uh, after a few minutes of just being uh, positive and energetic, I'm I'm there, and a lot of that is me, yes, but a lot of that is you guys. You guys are always awesome. Uh, to be talking to in the community and in the chat. And I, I absolutely adore it. Um, so that's that's a very nice thing to come into every single day uh, and get me ready for the rest of my day. So absolutely, a lot of that goes to you. Uh, we've got people talking to Mrs. Hoaglaw here in the chat. i um, saying we're positive, which is very nice. Gotta love the customer service style, says Lady Magdala. Hard to keep with Karen crafters. You would think crafters would all be pleasant, but... I'm going to have to ask co-counsel about crafters that are problematic uh, because that's that's hilarious. Uh, Shireen, we've been through some stuff this week and love that Hogue stayed himself and ignored the negativity. That's the only way to live. People are going to say what they're going to say, right? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about me. We're going to be okay. Aaron, Hoag is positivity personified. Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, very much appreciate it. Um, and then they've got certain conversations here. Christian Eddins with a super sticker, thank you so much. Uh, David says, even if you don't like someone, doesn't mean they deserve to be abused. 100%. I don't think anybody was arguing that here. Um, nobody was arguing that here. Um, uh, sure, let's see, we got other people talking about other things that happened in the recent past that we're not going to go into. Bobbly book. The Twitch rules in terms of service are a completely separate issue to the alleged abuse. Don't understand why people try and blend the two issues. Uh, Well, from my perspective, the reason they're both topics in this particular Hangouts and Headlines is that I look at things from a business perspective, Uh, and I tried to separate them out pretty cleanly when we talked about them, but certainly Twitch and Amazon are going to have a lot of questions asked of them in the very recent uh, future. Um, Let's see here. I get the feeling Mrs. Hoaglaw is pretty much sugar and spice personified. You should have seen her watching the USC Utah game. Woo! spicy. <laughs> if you can be sassy, I can be sassy. Mrs. Hoaglaw. <laughs> uh, people talking about Uber some more. And I think we're, we're just about done. David says what I agree with. I think Rob is going to have some great insights into the Amber Ann situation. 100%. Um, he had thought about potentially bunching onto this episode, but I know he had a busy day. Um, so definitely check out his video. I'll probably be checking it out as well. Uh, Mrs. Hoglaw says chat helps enorm- enormously. Oh, he said what I was going to say. Right, we're we're linked. We're on the same page here. Um, okay, and then she has some complaints about USC being primarily made up of Oklahoma players. All right, folks, that's hangouts and headlines for today. Again, very serious topic. Do walk around with your sensitive hats on on this stuff because we don't know what we don't know, and certainly because it looks it looks like a bad scene however you might otherwise want to interpret it, doesn't seem to be a healthy situation for anybody involved. And I think we can always feel bad about that. Um, As for Twitch and Amazon, you don't have to feel pity or bad for them. Obviously, they made the Rings of Power, which has offended enough people. Uh, But they're going to be answering questions on this from a business side, and I'll be very interested to see what that looks like. That, Sarah, finishes off our episode by asking for co-counsel to be on a show. Co-counsel does not generally go on the internet for these kinds of things, but... If you're interested in hearing her voice, you can see her, uh, well, you can hear her on the postmortem on this channel that we did of Rise of Skywalker. She is present on the first half of that uh, episode, and, and she she talks about Star Wars a little bit. To everybody else, you got almost 1,000 folks here. Please do leave a like on your way out. I really appreciate it. I know YouTube appreciates it because that's all they care about. Uh, when we talk about these things. So please do like, leave a comment, let me know how you think about these things. Have a great Monday, and I will see you on the next episode of whatever I do here, Virtual Legality Hangouts and Headlines, very, very soon. Have a good one, everybody, and I'll see you then.